Welcome to The Big Finish with Becca Kenny and Jamie Schreiner. We're here at the Lincoln Lodge and we have a very exciting guest extraordinaire today who actually uh, inspired us to begin with some vocal warm-ups. Yeah. It's Ty Riggs, everybody. Ty Woo! Riggs. Wow. It's her audience applause <laughs> sound. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what is your background in, in singing Ty? Um, you said you were a bass. Yeah, I was a bass. I did all city chorus at high school. My mom had me do, um, had me doing a lot of different musical stuff. But yeah, when I came to singing, I was at all city chorus in high school. I quit. <laughs> I was so lazy, which is crazy because I was just, I was a bass. There was only three of us. It was, oh yeah, they needed oh, you. Oh, they needed was, you and you quit. Yeah, that's how I am. <laughs> how many years were you in before you quit though? Uh, like six months. Your six was in. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, I mean, I think, because the All City Choir is, like, pretty hardcore. Am I wrong? A I'm, little bit. Yeah. It, it, it's, uh, it's structured. A lot of the people that are in it are really, like, very talented group of people. And, uh, yeah, it was cool to have that opportunity. And I pooped on it. I didn't care. <laughs> I was like, whatever. We love shitting on an opportunity we love when we're on young. An opportunity I, 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 sh- I shat on many an opportunity. Looking back, I'm like, I wish I would have learned how to play the fucking piano. And guess what? People told me that I'm going to want to later. And they were right. They and were I'm pissed right. about it. Do you know how to play an <laughs> instrument? Uh, I only know how to play a couple songs on the keyboard. That's it. That's yeah, pretty good though, yeah. better than me. Is it like is it like good songs or are we talking like chopsticks? No. Like uh what is that? Oh to Joy. I only know like the the first little part of that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 like a legitimate song. I feel like I just always play one finger on the piano, just burp, 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 burp. like that's how I make all yeah. my tracks and I was put in college, we had to take at least one semester of piano as musical theater majors, and everyone else was in the intermediate piano, and I got put in the remedial class. Not remedial. <laughs> I, so I got held back in violin, and like, I remember I, I was like, it was about time to do the violin concert, and I like, w- came to my mom, and I started crying to my mom, the violin teacher, and I was like, I did not know this, I cannot fucking do this, and my mom was like, just fucking, when the other people put the bows up, you put the bow up, okay? And then when the other people put the bows down, you put the bow down, don't touch it, just fake it and smile. And, 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 and you look at the video, my bow is up when the others are down and my bow is down when the others are up I'm like off 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 but I and then they took me out of violin but why would they start with violin like what a random ass <laughs> instrument you know what I mean like yeah it's like also what would I really use that for yeah if you wanted to be like the fiddler you- and fiddler on the roof because you're totally getting cast in that show or yeah if you were in like a, I feel like there's all these like actor musician immersive productions of shows now where everybody has to play one obscure instrument a piece. Yeah, that is true. That, that that's is when true. it's that's when it comes in handy. Do, have, have you ever been in a show, Ty? Like a production? Like yeah, like a musical. Musical. No, I like a reading of Fiddler on the Roof. 
You've been in a reading of Fiddler on the Roof? Yeah. Whoa. It was, That's uh, so cool. It was which, pretty cool. Which uh, character yeah. were you? I played uh, the Russian husband. Whoa. Perchek, the Christian. Okay. Yeah. Or the, wait, no, or was it, because there's the, there's the learned man that the middle child runs away with, and then there's the Christian man that the youngest child runs away with. Do you remember which one it was? Uh, all I know is we moved out at, right on time. Everybody else was having problems. Like one of the husbands, like, yeah, I got to go here for this amount of time. So you stay right there and I'll be back to get you. And then. Um, and then she had to go meet him. Yeah. You weren't that husband, though. No. You're the one who moved out right on time. So mm-hmm. you are the, the radical Christian. Bo, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Shout that- out to Jesus. <laughs> Shout out to Jesus. God bless America. Um, I'm just like, Fiddler- I was in Fiddler on the Roof, too. Twice. I've never been on Fiddler on the Roof. I actually love Fiddler on the Roof from being I've been, I've been fiddling in the basement for too long. <laughs> You've been fiddling I in the basement? I just feel like I can't make it up to the top of the fiddle world anymore. You know what I mean? <laughs> you you try for so goddamn long. Matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a role in this show. Can I say something? The amount of nepotism that goes on in, <laughs> in the Fiddler world. I'm not <laughs> kidding. I'm not kidding. I, I would have got into Fiddler school had it not been for... For, um... Lavanda Roof. <laughs> Lavanda Roof, who who was of course the son of, it's the son of Fiddler. Who's on the roof? Yeah, Fiddler on the yes, yes, of course. His name is Fiddler on the roof. Yep, and her name is actually her first name. I guess is just Love. <laughs> love. 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 Love on the roof. Um, did you do anything for St. Patrick's Day? No. 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 Yeah. Have you have you ever celebrated St. Patrick's Day? Uh, when I worked at a bar, I think that's the only way I could celebrate it is because I'm not a drinker like that. Oh yeah, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. <laughs> and I don't know if you know or not. Not really a fan of white dog. <laughs> but white. Okay, Irish people aren't white. Ty. <laughs> yeah, the whitest. That's a joke. That's a joke. I'm just gonna say for that's that's a joke. <laughs> that was a joke. Okay. Um. But uh, no, I didn't do anything. I don't like crowds. I don't like drinking. I don't like crowds. I was like, stay out the way. I get it, but it's part of my heritage. Yeah. <laughs> part of my heritage is, is, is drinking in crowds, historically. Crowds. The thing is, is like, I, I like to drink, and I like a crowd. I think that St. Patrick's Day was ruined for me because my last St. Patrick's Day out was... You remember the St. Patrick's Day before the pandemic? Yeah. The lockdown. When things were kind of already starting. The things were already starting, but everybody was like, we're just going to go out anyway. Yeah. So I was uh, working the door at North Bar. Mm. Whoa. And it was like somebody somebody got thrown over a table. I got like shoved into the wall. Like I honestly... I was not qualified to be the door person. I did not yeah, have no, the muscle the worst to handle idea the situation. To have you be the door person. I'm hard of hearing. It's loud. I don't know what people are saying. <laughs> I'm not really aggressive or confrontational. Yeah. It was not a good fit for me. And I think it made me just be like, I don't think I ever want to be out on this holiday ever again. And I think, I mean, I'm. you, you said you're like 75% Irish. I think I'm just, I'm a yeah, quarter. Yeah, like 75% Irish. Yeah, I'm like a quarter Irish. That so means there's some inbreeding. <laughs> I'm, I'm 10%. You're 10% Irish? About 10%. My great-grandfather on my mother's side. My mother's, I want to say my mom's mom's side. Yeah. He was a mariner. And my great-grandmother was a, uh, what was that? What was the word that they used for other than witch? Um, (laughs) A doctor. She was a spiritual doctor. Spiritual doctor, okay. 
Whoa. Yeah, so, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean. Also, the Irish was fucking. Oh, the Irish be fucking. We, yeah. We, we, <laughs> and we are fertile. We, we will get, I mean, the amount of babies, the, the babies that the Irish well, have. And I feel like it's also partially lends itself to the fact that, like, I'll, I don't want to generalize about all Irish people, but a lot of Irish people are Catholic. And, like, with Catholicism, there's, like, the anti-birth control. Yeah. We're just going to keep popping them out. My, uh, ideology. Yeah. My, like, uh, my my friend's older sister, she went to, like, a Catholic middle school, and um, they got mad at her because she was a C-section baby. <laughs> Damn. Which is insane. <laughs> that is a it's wild. It's insane. Uh, hill to die on. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I wish that... Um, like, we could have more holidays that had the same zest of St. Patrick's Day, but, like, not St. Pat. Like, can it, like I wish, like, could St. Patrick's Day, like, that amount of drinking happen for, like, Arbor Day? Or, Whoa. Like, yeah, you know? Make Arbor Day a, a drinking holiday. <laughs> yeah, that, let's make Arbor well, Day. Well, if we want to save the fucking trees, like, you know... Give me some drink specials is what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I, I I think then all of a sudden I'd be planting, you know. We plant I think also, what if it was like every drink you buy, uh, 100% of the proceeds go to planting a tree? Mm. I'm mm. You're like, I'm kind I, of in. Mm. You're like, I, I like actually, every drink I have tonight, I'm like saving the planet. So like, of yeah. course I'm going to turn all the way up. We bring no? the whole forest back. Yeah, we could. Yeah. If we could just make saving the environment a drinking game. <laughs> that would really, I think, change everything. <laughs> change the whole the whole yeah. universe. Ugh. Or it could be a smoking holiday. Burn a tree, save a tree. Yeah, you know what? Not so bad either. I Actually, Arbor Day really makes sense as a smoking holiday. Yeah. I feel like smoke some tree to save some trees. Yeah, I'm into it. I'm with it. I am so tired from St. Patrick's Day. I'm yeah, I can, I can. I, I, I feel like I'm not That's bringing right. my full self. I feel like I'm like fully drained right now on this podcast. And I. That's why I'm like, Becca, tell us what you did for St. Patrick's Day. I want the play by play. What happened? Okay, well, on Friday, I didn't drink at all. Because Christian. You know me. Angel. Um, no, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I did ketamine. Damn. <laughs> Wait, I've never done that. Tell me how it was. What okay, happened? so I like describe like you know like they're uppers and they're like downers. I feel like ketamine is like sideways. <laughs> Damn. You know what I mean? Damn. <laughs> it's like everything starts to feel kind of like a movie set. You know what I mean? Like like the world kind of feels like a green screen. <laughs> oh, no. I, I I had a good time. I, I got in, but but you cannot drink on it. And apparently, no. I like looked at like this like chart. I this has been like the first like kind of drug i my friends were coming into town and i'm not scared of ketamine because for some reason that's like the only one i'm not scared of you're like let's, let's see yeah yeah and um so this was like my first like drug deal that i ever really did and like <laughs> I, was, I, I i was like i got i went to the place and it was like a veterans like uh, like play a place for like veterans and i walked in there was just this veteran like sweeping the floor and he's like he's like in the basement i'm like do you guys have an atm here and then i had to go somewhere else to get an atm and then um and then you got the ketamine i got the ketamine and then um i made the drug dealer promise me there wasn't fentanyl in it <laughs> oh my god <laughs> 
<laughs> Promise me. I gotta get uh, that pinky swear to be safe. You know what I mean? That pinky swear yeah. certification. <laughs> it's better than the FDA, I think. Yeah, but, the pinky um, swear. Did it? Did you stamp it? No, pinky I didn't. Swear I, just, I wish okay. I would have gotten him to. Do. From now on, guys. Just make your drug dealer pinky swear. <laughs> this is better than just say no. Nancy Reagan wishes she could have thought of the pinky swear, that old dead bitch. I, but <laughs> <laughs> say no to drugs? No, 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 no. no. Pinky swear. Pinky swear pinky that swear. they're not bad for you. Stamp mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And... um. That's a PSA. You show a PSA, and then he's like, hey, kids, you want some drugs? It was like, you sure there's nothing bad in them? Pinky swear. Pinky swear. <laughs> bing, bing. Make sure you stamp it. War on drugs. <laughs> Fentanyl found dead in the river. <laughs> Fentanyl, I don't know her. Because we pinky, pinky swore. Pinky swore. Pinky swore. Look, I don't trust any drug that goes by its government name. All right. <sighs> if you've been in the game longer than 10 years and you're still going by your government name, I can't fuck with you, dog. Is that, are you talking about ketamine? You, you, people call it K. People call it K. And they also call it a K-hole. I think that's No, K-holes when you, like, are in the bad place with it. But, like... In a bad place In a bad... If ketamine. you, like, take too much of it, you can't move your body. You're just like this. You're, you're in a K-hole. Yeah, yeah you're, you're in a K-hole. The, 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 the theory of the K-hole is why I've never wanted to do ketamine. Just because the first hallucinogenic drug I ever did was salvia in high school because I grew you up in Indiana. Yeah, I feel like I, I might have already talked about this on the podcast, so I won't get into it too deep. But it was very scary for me. And, like... The, the way you're describing ketamine is very similar to, like, what Salvio was like in terms of, like, it's just so, like, everything's a movie set, green screen, like, it just, everything feels so fake. Yeah, everything feels fake. In a fake, way that's but, scary. But to me, it feels like it starts making the world feel quaint in a good way for me. Like, oh, it, yeah. it, it makes things feel, like, kind of unimportant in a good way. I'm oh. like, I'm like... I'm like, I'm like, oh, everything's a movie. I don't care, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be a dissociative... Uh, also, my friend, I, and I, <laughs> I didn't know how to text about the drug deal either because um, I like I like didn't know how to ask the person for it in like a way that was like appropriate or like <laughs> wouldn't get me like, and so I like capitalized all the K's in the question. <laughs> I did like some stupid like anagram <laughs> shit. He's looking at it like this is definitely not a cop. <laughs> and then, and then he said, he said, okay, so which one do you want still afterwards? And I'm like, the one they use for therapy in LA. <laughs> <laughs> the one that you, it's funny because it's like whenever I've texted to try to get mushrooms, I'm always like, do you have and like the mushroom emoji mm. question mark? Because I'm the same way. I'm like. <sighs> The government could be watching yep, me. Yep, they're yep. tracking my text. I'm just like, they're probably like, I mean, because of social media having access to our phones, they're probably seeing it anyway, but they probably looked at your text and are like, oh, this is a little goofy. There's definitely, I don't know how that works or like how they get the records or what they're looking or like what threshold you have to reach. For them to hunt you down. Yeah, I have to hunt you down. I'm sure I'm far from it. You have to be getting it from a large-scale overseas organization. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah something like idea. that. So it's yeah. like, so it will be bigger drugs because people make shrooms from home. Right. Mm-hmm. No, shrooms, yeah. I haven't done, I okay, no, I've done shrooms several times, but I've never like. Tripped from it. Yeah, or, like, or even yeah. like felt anything from it. Mm. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I uh, have done 
probably too much at this point. I feel like it's like kind of glitched my I'll brain. I'll say something else. There's another pot episode of this podcast where I seem super judgy about drugs. And I, <laughs> I, I, I like, I like, I like. There was a while where it felt like everybody in the comedy scene specifically was doing a ton of drugs, like right when I came back from the pandemic. And I'm like, um, I'm not like totally opposed to drugs, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I just think I remember that episode that I, I feel so meta talking about that episode on this episode. But it's the fact that like I was in my I was in my Coke era. Mm. And Beckett was like, yeah, everybody's so crazy. And I was like, yeah, totally <laughs> crazy. I don't. Uh, uh. And then I was like, left and I like got in my car. I was like, I need to cl-. like, like the fucking Hillary Duff come clean song was playing mm. in my head. Like, I got to wash away these bad life choices. You know, like I got to yeah. clean up my act. Yeah. So yeah. thank you for calling me out uh, live on air. You're you welcome. Know? And uh, hopefully I'm influencing people on this podcast as well. That's right. Come clean, pinky people. Swear. Pinky right. swear. Pink, put a pinky swear. Pinky Stamp swear it. you're going to be go sober. This is <laughs> Stamp it. Swear. You're not going to. You're not going to. It's not going to happen any other way. Yeah. Hold yourself accountable with a pinky swear. That's yeah. right. Pinky swear to yourself. Ooh. 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 Pinky swear to yourself. No. Nah. I think, I mean, I think every, anything's fun to try once. I, I'm not against trying ketamine. I think I just am like. I found one that I like, so I'm like, let me just do, let me just do mushrooms. Like I know what that is, and yeah. I know I like it. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know, I need to ramp up anytime <laughs> soon. Maybe, no, maybe when another not. global pandemic or like crises happens, and I'm like, fuck it, let's go. Yeah, because that was kind of what I think inspired my first era of random drug use. I'll tell you this much. Um, I wish I'd known how to take better advantage of the pandemic when it first came around. And I wish we could get one every few months. I w- I, not a pandemic, which, I mean, that could be happening. I don't know. I, things are getting worse all the time in so many different ways. But, like, I mean, like, every few months, I just, like, or I've said this before, every two months or something, I, I just would love to be in a hospital bed for, like, a week. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even, I don't really want a surgery. I just kind of need to just kind of be sitting in a hospital bed and just, like, doing nothing. I don't know. I was gonna say it's so I, I it's I so messed psycho up. on this podcast. No, but it makes it makes me think of like there's a, there's a Saturday Night Live sketch that came out where they were like saying like uh, to get out of like these things you don't want to do try COVID and like the punchline was like sometimes you have to get physically sick to get mentally well. Day. And yeah, that that is how I had to get like a throat surgery, an emergency throat <laughs> surgery recently, and I got like two weeks off of work, and I was working at a dentist's office at the time, making uh, yeah. minimum wage, and um, then I was able to find a new job in the time that I was sick, and I like came back, my life was changed, and I'm like, I need to go to the hospital, but they are still trying to get me for that ambulance. They made me take an ambulance from the hospital to the emergency room, and now they're trying to charge me for it. And they're like, it's not an emergency. I'm like, you forced me to take the ambulance. They could have driven me. Well, you took an Uber. I could have taken an Uber. I would have taken an Uber in a second. Oh, would have been cheaper. They... Yeah, you're like, what the hell? An ambulance is a is a $300 Uber. Yeah, that's I. I would say that I would like to ask Ty if there's any takeaways you feel you had from the sh- from the shutdown what was your what was your your big aha moment or if there if it was a different time in your life it doesn't have to be from the pandemic that we were discussing i loved it i loved oh my god the <laughs> pandemic was amazing 
the streets were empty uh nobody bothered me um Mm -hmm. yeah it was pretty dope and honestly i was outside every day (laughs) yeah i miss outside yeah it's it's starting to get more available to be outside again in chicago oh i don't want to be outside no more now that everybody oh, else that is outside, out there. I don't, yeah, yeah. See all these secret things that I was going to throughout like the pandemic or whatever. I was really breaking the rules. I went to two stripper parties within two weekends. <laughs> one was good. One was all right. Mm-hmm. Was it the first one good and the second one all right? Yeah, the first one was I good it. because uh, it was all girls, and they had girl strippers. And I was like, it was me and probably like three, four other dudes there, and we were having a good old time. Yeah, it was a, yeah. So the second one, why was the second one mid? The second one was mid because it was a, a guy friend's birthday party. And I don't know. When you bring in dudes into the mix and then you got the strippers, it's just not, yeah. It feels less like a like a hang and more like a, yeah. like a grimy, cringy experience. Yeah. Something I've always, I've always wanted to go to a straight strip club. I still haven't been. I've go. been to one gay strip club, which I will tell you what is the people watching event of the century because um, I, it's funny because there are naked gay men and everything gay men do. Like you don't have to go to a specifically a naked gay strip club. Like they're like st- strippers at like most gay clubs. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Just like, yeah. Um, but but the, by making it a gay strip club specifically, it becomes something a little like grimier all of a yeah. sudden. Like it, 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 like it, and um, it is a fascinating environment, Lucky Horseshoe. But um, I would love to go to like a a, a straight strip club. There's like Let's one. Go. I get free tickets. Yeah, I will go to a straight strip club with you. <laughs> I, Where I do will... you get free tickets to? Uh, I get free tickets to Polecats and Goldrum. They're both a part of the same like text thread um, thingy. Oh, text thread. I signed up for it, and then like they'll like text me on random weekends whenever there's a fight or whenever there's like a special <laughs> night. It's like, yeah, you and your friends could get them for free. Yeah. And um, why 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 do they text you when there is a fight at the strip club? Well, not a fight fight, but like you know, UFC fight. Oh, uh, like, I, thought, uh, I thought that they were just updating you anytime. Like, like two people got in, they're like, they're like, hey, we had another fight, so we're lowering our ticket prices. That'd like, be lit. That was I like hell hey, yeah. Hey, someone threw up in the strip club, so we're we're gonna give you a coupon. You know, I kind of like that business model. Just the honesty, I, like, like, like we're desperate right now. Like, <laughs> just please come. Oh. Just please come over here. No, I mean, I've I've been to a lot of strip clubs. I feel like. Mainly just because in Indiana, when you turn 18, there's not a lot to do for mm. those, like, however many years until you're 20. And so you can go to the strip club. And a lot, I mean, I'm I'm giving away my misdeeds of the past. There's many, but this is just one of them. Okay. Uh, a lot of these strip clubs, if you go with somebody who's 21, they can usually get you drinks and just bring them over to you and you can just drink them even though you're not 21. Oh, that is nice. I was just talking about how I when when I went to New Orleans, no one carded me when I was like a kid. No one seemed to give a fuck in New Orleans. I feel like that's that's very New Orleans when I hear that. Yeah. Have you ever been to New Orleans? No. I think you would like it. I feel like you would like New Orleans. Because it's not all drinking all the time there is like there is room for like just going and enjoying music or like enjoying a vibe or like i would say definitely i would not say tygo 
during Mardi Gras or Jazz Fest or New Year's Eve. Like, you got to go during a time. Because, I mean, it's always busy, but you don't want to go when it's, like, the most crowded it's ever going to yeah. be. Yeah. Okay. Like, that would not be something you would like. But, no, I, I love New Orleans. I feel like it's... I feel like it's Vegas for witchy bitches. <laughs> like, people who are into the occult, you no, know? No, yeah, no, New Orleans is Vegas for ghosts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's Vegas it's, for the ghosts. New Orleans is a setting for one of the Candyman movies. Really? Was, I think it was three. I haven't seen the Candyman movies. Is the new one good? Uh, If you're a fan of the franchise, I want to say, because it kind of brings everything back full circle it explains yeah. like the, the legend of candy man and also scares the shit out of you because now you're looking at mirrors all crazy yeah no people i know in my life are scared of mirrors because of candy man i used to i had like went through a phase where i was i was obsessed with bloody mary in like fourth grade because i did it once and then like the lights flickered and I was like, I was like, that timing made me be like, Whoa. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, this ghost is haunting me. Oh, no. <laughs> you know? um, I've never been scared to like play with Ouija boards or anything. I, you've ever, never literally, been scared of that. Literally, everyone, everyone's like, you can't fucking do that. It, no. no everyone believes in Ouija boards for some reason. That's the one thing that no one seems to like think is fake. Countries yeah. have banned it. I know it's insane. And the crazy thing is, it is an actual uh, ritualistic communication board with the other side. And uh, Milton Bradley made it a children's game. I live for that. So, so fucked. And like, no, I'm scared of Ouija boards just because of like all the true crime podcasts I listen to, but also like all of those podcasts are why. In a conversation with people I just met when they're talking about their fears, I was like, oh, I heard on this podcast once about this veterinarian who has a fear of um, being buried alive because somebody came into her practice with a dog that had been euthanized, but it wasn't properly euthanized. And so it dug itself out of its grave and the people came back from vacation and it was on the porch just waiting for them. And then I was just like oh shit, I shouldn't have said that in a regular conversation with people, but it was on a podcast. Um, yeah. Mm. That's not a regular conversation then. So I say yeah. tear, tear it out. I, 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 I'll, I'll say that's pretty kill Bill with that, that, that dog. doggy, right? To like right? fucking dig its way out of the grave. I don't think I could do that. I don't think I could do I mean, that. depending on how deep Yeah, they're probably there. lazy about it. it yeah. The whole six yeah, feet, I don't like think, three or yeah. so. It's just like, yeah. Because you imagine for a second, you're like, is my dog like rose from the dead? And then they go to the grave and it's like the body bags like ripped. Or like, I think at first they were just like, oh, another dog that looks like our dog came here. And they went to the grave and it was like the body bag is like ripped open and like the dog had dug itself out. I don't know if this is a real thing or something they made up for scary stories. But have you heard those stories of like back in the olden days when they didn't know like if people were really dead all the time? Like sometimes they just put them in a box and, and put, put them the, in the ground. Yeah, put like a the bell, bell so yeah, that like real. you could like. No, that's real. And then like. Sometimes, like, legend has it that, like, I, I remember hearing a scary story that the bell was, like, on the ground, and then, like, they opened the coffin, and they, like, scratched their nails off, and, you know, shit like that. Yeah. Mm. I, I don't know if, if that one might just be a scary story, but I that, do know I they think. definitely put the bells in there because it was, it was a real thing that, like, just medicine wasn't advanced enough that sometimes they did just bury people alive, and... Just in case. Yeah, just in case they buried somebody alive, so they could be like, hey, I'm in here. <laughs> 
let me out. <laughs> I love that. That's like ju- the just in case is yeah. like is like. I think it's better to just put him in there, you know, and, and <laughs> forget like, about him. Let him figure it out. I, I, I like like we got we got other things to do. Like we can't be sitting around, you know, with this. You should have woke up when we moved your body. T T. I need I need you to pinky promise. I need you to that pinky. if I pass away yeah you will put a bell in my coffin none of that cutting the corners i need a bell honey you're going straight in the oven <laughs> you're going straight in the oven uh where do you want me to spread your ashes bitch? <laughs> put the bell in there I'll, I'll put i'll put a bell around the pot that you're in. <laughs> like, a little, like a little cow necklace like the necklace ring a ding ding no, I actually, I joke all the time with, with Tom that when I pass away, if I pass away before him, I'm going to leave him a list of places to scatter my ashes, but I'm going to organize it not geographically conveniently. So it'll be like, you have to be in India. Yeah. Then you have to go to Chicago. Scavenger now you're hunt. in South. Yeah. Like just, just make his life very difficult and say, if you don't, if you don't do it by the instructions, I'm going to haunt you. Like, I'm just going to come back and just bah. <laughs> Gee. <laughs> Yeah. Do you think do you think there's anything that you're gonna haunt people over when you're dead? Uh I, I'm trying to think if there's anything that I feel is worth haunting in my life right now. If I died, I'm like I don't think I'm haunting right now. I gotta see the the top of Willis Tower. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna haunt the bean. You're gonna haunt the bean. Yep. <laughs> like somebody's looking at the reflection. There, and, there's, just... and then all of a sudden it's like <laughs> There has to be more to the afterlife. I don't know. I feel like I feel like I don't necessarily think I would haunt. I do, I could see them making me stick around to like wrap somebody else's life up that's close to me. I'm sorry. Like I I thought you were like I can see them making me stick around to like wrap. Like you're like the, <laughs> the ghost rapper. Like, like in the studio. No, not even. You're like you're like we need we need they need some help on some rhymes. <laughs> like still yeah. like, like the rappers are on the Ouija board like like what rhymes with fat ass? <laughs> yes, exactly. I need I need an, a, a rap about cows stats. That's a that would be a funny movie. That would be <laughs> like a, a struggling rapper has a hard time and the spirit uh, of one of his exes, which was a little thick white girl, <laughs> helps him rap <laughs> with, with rhymes and shit. It's like Sixth Man. Oh no, that would be amazing. Yeah, uh, I, Hollywood. Where, where, come on, why are you not making this it, gold? Man. They don't get it. They. It's got to be a comic book first. That. I I always wanted to be um not always uh, that was one of the jobs that probably top three all time like jobs I've w- I wanted in my life is was to be like a comic book writer. I get it. I Did dig you, it. Ah. Are you into comic books? Yeah. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. What's what like what like is your comic book? Uh, Deadpool. Center. God, gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Deadpool is 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 good. He's fun. Um and everything he does ties the universe together on a bigger scale, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's fun. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deadpool's the best. I was gonna say, do you feel happy with the choice of? It's Ryan Reynolds who plays Deadpool, yeah. right? Or do you think that's? I think it perfect. fits because I was like, perfect. I'm not a fan of the, like, I've seen a lot of the movies, but I haven't read the actual comics, so that's why I was just like wondering, from your point of view, was it the right choice? Because I personally, as a passive viewer love him in that role 
Oh yeah, he's uh the perfect choice. His voice, the way he acts, like even in his re- his other movies, like him being Deadpool makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And as a fan of Deadpool, seeing it and hearing it, it's yeah, it's good. Yeah. I have an Uber driver who swears to me that like the the perfect person to have played Wolverine, they're too old now. But like was in like was a young Robert De Niro. Mm. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. The, he was like he was like he was like Wolverine needs to be like a short, stouty, like gruff man and that like young Robert De Niro was Wolverine, you know, blah 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 and that was his whole we, we we were in the car. That was the main take I really remember was the Robert De Niro Wolverine, which I think actually makes sense. Hugh Jackman in many ways is kind of a left field choice. It's like his most iconic role, and I, I, he's a great actor, and I think he does a great mm-hmm. job. But like, that's definitely like not actually his type in so many ways. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's very much tall and handsome, gay. <laughs> he's gay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It just makes me laugh because it's like Hugh Jackman was one of my first crushes, and Clay Aiken was also one of my first crushes. And I think the that there's a through line. The signs are adding up. The signs are. And then my one of my first boyfriends took me to Britney Spears concert. Didn't put two and two together that he was gay. He's now happily married to a man, and Damn. I think, yeah, I just. I also, the, I get this commercial all the time, which whenever you, now when you get a commercial, you don't expect the people around you to have necessarily gotten it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it used mm-hmm. to be like, you know that commercial, and it's like, I don't know if people are getting the same <laughs> ads, but I get this ad with Neil Patrick Harris and his husband all the time, and their I... kids. Okay, yeah, they're mm-hmm. marketing it towards me because I'm gay, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> That's like Hulu? Uh, it's... Maybe it's Hulu. See, I don't. That know. one might be a bit. That one I can't. I can't ever tell if they're big ones or ones that are just targeting you. Yeah, yeah, yeah Hulu yeah. is just for you. It's always been like that, even when it was free. Yeah, I have no ads. I will pay that extra seven dollars so I do not have to see ads. No, it's not a Hulu ad. Well, I, I thought it was maybe a Hulu ad, but oh, it wasn't ad for one Hulu. I no, Hulu, see uh, on Hulu. Ad on yeah. Hulu yeah. My parents pay for Hulu, and that's that's my blessing. And they they aren't paying for the ads, which honestly. I'm okay with the ad situation uh, for most things, but 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 luckily I don't have to consider that for Hulu. But um, <laughs> what, what was, oh, I I I I sit there and I'm like I'm like, did Neil Patrick Harris and his husband have an open relationship? I wonder about like which celebrities maybe have an open relationship. Like, do you think Jada Pickett Smith and Will Smith really had one? Yeah, always. yeah, I think they do because when they talked about it on the. On the show, right? The t- red t- red table. Red table talk, yeah. Yeah, it's always been known that they had an understanding. Yeah, you know. And what's crazy is, whenever Will uses that option, nobody really talks about it. Nobody really thinks about it. But when Jada does it, a bunch of terrible shit happens. Like things yeah. fall apart. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it it is fucked up. But it's like. That's the good thing about being gay is it's not like th- those standards of like those double standards <laughs> of like men versus women of like, of like, like, oh, well, the man can do it because that's like men cheat. And then like a woman do- does it and it's like disrespectful to her husband because she's like, but it's like if you're a hot, huge Hollywood celebrity, I, I feel like it makes sense to be in an open mm-hmm. relationship. You know what I mean? I feel like I don't want to. Like Have you ever this- done an open relationship, Ty? No. 
Monogamy only? Uh, yeah, if I get in a relationship with somebody, it's, it's monogamous. Because I could just be fucking around, if that's the case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of the perk. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, kind of, that's kind of the whole thing. It's kind of the whole point. Yeah. <laughs> but I've, I've actually only done monogamous. I've only done one relationship. So. Yeah. Um, love, love. I mean, as we've talked on this podcast before, I, I have dabbled in the in the the ethically non-monogamous lifestyle i do think poly poly I, alert um, <laughs> poly want a cracker um no the only thing i was gonna add is like i think dex shepherd and Kristen bell might really be. i don't know i don't want to misspeak but i think i heard that on a podcast no i was actually hoping when i asked you how to open a relationship <laughs> you guys would make some more people up <laughs> just like start throwing to me oh actually bert and ernie from what I heard, totally, totally. Yeah, no, that, are, I bet that's true. They're hanging out in that trash can with Oscar from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're they're fucking in the. Street. I was gonna say that I think that they would be like schlepping it up, maybe like doing some kind of weird, um, put the keys in the bowl situation with like oh, the guys swingers. in the like. <laughs> the monsters, in, in the Elmo, Zoe, um, yeah, Snuffleupagus, yeah. yeah. Oh, the balcony guys from the Muppets. Ooh. Yeah, I said the, the balcony, balcony guys. guys the, Damn! So, so you telling me yeah. that they're just mixing brands? Sesame Street goes over to the um to, to the Muppets to the Muppets. You know, the Sesame Street people are Muppets too, technically. Yeah, technically. But I don't think of them as the same thing. You know either. what I mean? It's just like it's hard to process that Elmo and Kermit are like related. From the same yeah. World. I do love the the cameo of Big Bird in the original Muppet movie, mm-hmm. where it's like they're going to LA. And they see Big Bird walking on the side of the road, and they're like, "Oh, do you want to get in the car? We're going to L.A." And Big Bird's like, "Nope, I'm on my way to New York to start a career in public television." <laughs> and it's like so <laughs> perfect because <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's one of those moments where it's like they're they're in the same family, but they're like such distant relatives. Yeah, I don't know because I like I wasn't raised on Sesame Street. I wasn't a Sesame Street kid, but I was a Muppets kid, so I think that's why it's like. It's almost like the the family members that you like know you're related to, but you only catch up once a year, and you don't have anything in common. You're like, if I was not related to this person by blood, we would not talk. Mm. Like we would not. Mm. That's what I feel like the Muppets and Sesame Street are, in yeah, my opinion. Step cousins. Yeah. 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 No, I feel like I feel like the Muppets like. I feel like the Sesame Street Muppets judge like the regular Muppets and think they're like vulgar. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like they don't, they think that they're better than them. Like that Gonzo. Reason. I don't like his jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, you know. Yeah, they're like, oh, Miss Piggy's showing a little bit too much skin. It's like. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Big Bird, you're literally naked all the time. Pork skin. <laughs> and she hits her her boyfriend. A I lot of domestic say, abuse in that. The Muppets in general, like, especially if you watch the, the show from in the 70s, like, all of the punchlines are. Hollywood starlets hitting on Kermit and Miss Piggy getting upset and mm. just physical violence. Like every <laughs> gag is just physical violence for the whole show. Um which is just funny like you, I you know the Muppets hasn't aged well when you're sitting down to watch it and at the beginning of the episode Disney puts on this like disney.com/history and they're like this episode contains culturally insensitive themes. Like we're just making you aware before you watch the episode so that you know it's coming. But like we decided to still include this on the platform for cultural significance. And then you they have like a website you can go to to like 
get the details, but I've had a few episodes that I was like, let's see what it is. And then I was like, saw something that was maybe a little bit, you know, sus. And I was like, oh, that's not that. And then it gets to the actual thing and you're like, oh no. <laughs> like they put that on TV at seven o'clock. You know, not as much with that disclaimer, but whenever I see like a, a, a show that like contains like self-harm or suicide themes and then their like whole way to address it is like just putting like the suicide hotline <laughs> number at the end. end. I'm like, they don't care. <laughs> like, they, they, they don't care what happens to these people who watch this movie because I feel like putting the suicide hotline, that's like a way to get out of legal trouble to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't Because feel... somebody will blame it. It was like, oh, they were a fan of this show and they yeah. saw it happen and they wanted to do it too. I never saw suicide on a show and was like hell yeah yeah that's how i'm gonna do it yeah like yeah i I think also it's like i know that they put the trigger warning at the beginning of things but it's so quick and it's in that corner and you you at least for me i usually miss it like i have i think of the one that was with uh mila kunis recently that movie on netflix it's like awful depiction of sexual assault Really? And the tr- and the warning is like two seconds at the beginning, and so I just didn't know it was coming. Like, and then be I was careful, like, "Something's about to go crazy." Oh wow! Like it would have been nice to know before I sat yeah. down to watch this that this was gonna happen. You know? Yeah. So I don't know what the solution is. I just do think that, like, yeah, the the thing at the end and the quick thing at the beginning, it's like covering your ass, not actually telling us what what's going on. Maybe maybe they we just need like. Every time, like, every movie there's, like, a terrible scene like that, we need, like, like someone to fall down the flight of stairs in, like, a funny way, like, <laughs> later in the movie. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, like we have this horrible, dramatic moment, and then later we have someone go, <laughs> You know, like... <laughs> yeah, I think, like... And then, like, it honestly, like... You know, I feel it like alleviates the pain. I feel like if we saw somebody like fall down a flight of stairs once a day, like that would kind of. I don't think we'd see as high of suicide rates. I don't think we'd be seeing this. Culture. I think that if we did kind of like a Mayan sacrifice every day, where we got something to go to the top of like the of like a, a pyramid, and then in front of like the whole town, just kind of go. Blah, blah, you know? I mean, there are Instagrams dedicated to people falling down. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, so if you have enough, a sad though. friend. Send them a video of somebody falling down. <laughs> I think one of the greatest pieces of comedy in history is Grape Lady Falls. <laughs> <laughs> have, I... you seen, have you seen the video? <clears throat> There's been videos recently on TikTok. It's like there'll be a kid in the backseat with like eight giant cups of water. And they're like, what's <laughs> happening? Oh, no, no. And the driver will whip the car really quick and the water will just go <laughs> Yeah. It's so. I think I saw that video. There was the one where they had a uh, they had a lady in there and she was holding the cups and then they put mice all on her. <gasps> no, no, yeah. that one's evil. That's bullying. The water <laughs> one's funny. The mice is just. There's a line. In Animals some, are bullying. Animals bullying. Insects. Maybe you're a contestant on Survivor. Maybe it's bullying. No. Okay. Insects if- is terrorism. I just saw this this tweet. Insects are terrorism. Too. No, I agree. I agree. That's really bad. I do not know. I I, I I thought about this. I'm like, what would it take for me to like do a show like Fear Factor? Because I don't think I could ever do that. Mm-hmm. 
that's not how I'm set up personally. That's not my like. Yeah. Like there are a lot of things I feel like I could endure, like put my, but like bugs and like s- snakes is the thing I'm most scared so, no, of. I'm me. so fucking naturally scared of snakes. Yeah, they're not, they're not for me. I um, um, I was gonna ask, what's your biggest fear, Ty? I don't like talking about it because then people will try. <laughs> I literally, I get that, it. I get nervous yeah. about that too. Of like, I don't want to put that evidence out there. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm then, scared of the dark a little bit. But it's okay. more of what's in the dark. Right. That's fair. That's you fair. You know, it's like pitch blackness. I can't see where I'm at. I don't want to hurt myself. Shit. I don't know who the fuck made it this dark in this room. Who is in yeah. here? Yeah. Sometimes it's just like, sometimes you forget how dark it can get until like you're in a room without windows and you're like, oh fuck, it's dark. Yeah. My like, I, now I'm bringing back memories though of, I, these are people I'm, who don't like me now. <laughs> <laughs> but but um I used to have these friends um and they had like a little secret compartment in their basement behind a bookshelf. Apparently the like the the house used to be owned by like bootleggers once mm-hmm. upon a time so they're used to, and um we would play like uh I can't remember what it's like hide and seek. No, it was like tag but in the dark. But it was like there was like some kind of twist to it where there was like you, you have to count to three and then touch somebody's shoulder or something. Like, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I played it too aggressively. I, I'm too competitive in these games where I'll often, like, end up pissing somebody off or, like, pushing somebody down or something. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. You take it a little too far. I take it too far. and they. But it was a fun game. And you just but pop that... out of the thing? Just go, yeah. <laughs> I like to spook. I like to spook. I'm a little troublemaker. You little That's rabble rouser. I'm, I'm a rabble rouser. Um... I do think this transition could have been better, but I do think it's time. It's that time where we do the song. Wow! 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 Time flies when you're right. when you're having fun. When you're, I was gonna say when you're when you're burning fumes. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm, I'm sorry. I got the. I'm, I'm on my lowest energy. But I think this is my. Uh, this is like us just showing our yeah. showing our real selves. This is for the real fans. This episode. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we're not on. 100% energy. And you guys would choose to do that with mom on the show. I know. It's like it's like the chill podcast <laughs> yeah. with Ty. I do want to... I remember this one time hosting for you, and I, I think I've told the story before, but I... But like I was like I was like if you guys think I have a ton of energy like yeah. like wait for your next comedian Ty Riggs <laughs> that's your mischief maker <laughs> uh, yeah you knew me impish. Drugs are okay if they pinky promise that they don't have anything bad in them. Drugs are okay if they pinky promise that they don't have anything bad in them. Drugs are okay if they pinky promise that they don't have anything bad in them. Drugs are okay if they pinky promise that they don't have anything bad in them. Oh, if you pinky promise that you don't have any fentanyl, 
then I'll put it up my nose if you pinky promise it. Oh, it's a pinky, it's the perfect size for a nose. Sometimes index fingers can be a little big. And we don't want to damage the inside of our noses because that's where the drugs go. And they can already kind of cut things up. I don't advocate for drugs, but if you're gonna do it, FDA approve it with the pinky promise. Not really. Let's go. Bang. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pinky promise. Drugs are okay if you pinky promise that they don't have anything bad in them. Drugs are okay if you pinky promise that they don't have anything bad in them. Bang. Well, I like drugs and I hope you do too. Yeah. And if you got some drugs on you, I'm gonna tell you what I'm gonna do. I'ma buy them off you. I'll probably haggle a bit. And I'm gonna take them drugs. And I'm gonna smoke that little shit. And I'm gonna get high as hell. Baby, what's that smell? Woo! Drugs are okay if you pinky promise. What's that smell? Anything bad in them. Drugs are okay if you pinky promise. Don't have anything bad in them. If you pinky promise, they don't have anything bad in them. Drugs are okay. Thank you, Ty. Thank you. Can you let the people who are listening know where they can find you okay, on the internet? Cool. I do my, my promotion voice. <laughs> Follow me on all social media platforms at T Y R I double G S Y A double L at Ty Riggs, y'all. Thank you. Yay! Yay! Thank you gotta you. give it up one more time for our amazing pianist. It's Back in next time, everybody. Killing it on the keys. And of course, our amazing producer, Miss Chrissy Ferreira, in the booth with us here mm. at the Lincoln Lodge. Y'all, we will be back next week. We love you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. This is the big finish at Lincoln Lodge. We're about to get it on the show. So come on, everybody, and get the show on the road. Let's get it on the road.